you are listening to the Grace and Wrath podcast. This is Mark. Living a truly fulfilling life without Christ is impossible, and choosing to die without Christ is pure insanity. Repentance of sin and belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved by God's grace from God's wrath. Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and more effectively. Today's story is Rahab. We are in the book of Joshua. The Lord said to Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you will lead the people into the land I promised them. I'll be with you just like I was with Moses. So be strong and full of courage. Obey the instructions I gave Moses. Don't turn away from them in any way. If you follow those instructions, I'll be with you in everything you do. With that, Joshua started organizing the people for their campaign into Canaan. He started by sending two men across the river to spy on the land. They entered the city of Jericho and stayed at the house of a prostitute named Rahab. The king of Jericho found out that they were in the city, so he sent a message to Rahab. Bring out those men who are staying in your house. They're spies from the people of Israel. The men were on a roof where she had hidden them under bundles of flax. She told the king, Yes, they were here, but I didn't know where they came from. Just before dark, they left before the city gates were closed. They didn't tell me which way they were going, but you should be able to catch them if you hurry. So the king sent men to chase after them. Rahab said to the spies, Everyone here is afraid of you because we know God has given you this land. We heard how the Lord opened up the Red Sea when you left Egypt. Your God is the God of heaven above and the earth below. He's done great things for you. I protected you. Now swear by your God that you'll show kindness to my family. Spare our lives. So the spies said, We'll spare you when the Lord gives us your city, but only if you don't tell the king about us. Tie this scarlet cord in your window. Your family will be safe if they're in your house. If anyone leaves the house, we're not responsible for what happens to them. Rahab's house was on the city wall, so she put a rope out of her window and helped the men escape. They hid in the hills until the men of Jericho stopped looking for them. Once it was safe, they went back across the river. They told Joshua everything that had happened. They said, it's true. God has given us the land. The people are afraid of us. So Joshua led the people toward the Jordan River, where they stayed for three days. On the third day, the leaders of Israel went throughout the camp and told the people, Break camp tomorrow morning, then watch the priests. They're going to pick up the Ark of God and move toward the Jordan River. Follow them, because you haven't gone this way before. Tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing things for you. You'll know that God lives with you and plans to drive out your enemies from before you. Joshua told them to select twelve men, one from each tribe, and send them to him. Then he told the priests what they were to do the next day. I'm going to read Joshua chapter 2, verses 18 and 19. Unless, when we come into the land, you bind this line of scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down, and unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household to your own home, 
So it shall be that whoever goes outside the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head, and we will be guiltless. And whoever is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head, if a hand is laid on him. Okay, that's a, that's a pretty intense promise. But notice the scarlet cord or the scarlet scarf or whatever is used in whatever translation. It's the scarlet thread of the blood of Christ that protects us from the wrath of the law. All who are sheltered in Christ are protected from eternal justice for how this scarlet thread of redemption is woven throughout Scripture. It's mentioned several times in Scripture. It's representational of the blood of Christ. Here is one of those representations. All right, I'm going to move back a little bit in Joshua. This is a good point here. I'd like to read again chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. Then the woman took the two men and hid them. So she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And it happened as the gate was being shut, when it was dark, that the men went out. Where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. Okay, this was a lie. Rahab lied. So the question is, are there times when lying is acceptable? All right, again, I'm, I'm reading this commentary from the uh, Evidence Bible. This is a contentious issue. Most husbands, though, would lie if an armed intruder asked if his wife was hiding in the house. If he said, yes, she's under the bed, then he would be enabling her murder. What would he say if he's forced at gunpoint to watch while the gunman harms the wife before murdering her? Sorry, honey, I didn't want to tell a lie. Well, these scenarios are often brought up by the unsaved to justify lying. God knows the difference between incidents like these to protect the life of innocent victims versus the use of discretion to protect someone's feelings, okay, uh, or deceitful lies to protect others. There, there's a big difference. It's a tough question. Lying is, is lying, and, and that's actually that's the ninth, ninth commandment, thou shalt not lie. But look at the scenario that uh, the commentary mentioned. I'm a husband. I'm a father. If bad guys break into my house and ask me that question, is your wife hiding in the house? I am not going to tell the bad guys where they are. And I don't see how that could be wrong. Why would, I, why would it be acceptable for me to enable the evil that has entered my house, to enable the evil to hurt my loved ones? So, uh, again, as the commentary says, I think it's the heart of the lie. If it's a lie against evil, against tyranny, against hate, that's a big difference than a lie of either convenience or worldly, fleshly desires. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.